Welcome to the podcast for the First United Methodist Church, located in Round Rock, Texas. Merry Christmas, everybody. And this week's very special sermon, Pastor Brad Britton talks to us about the relationship between Jesus and Mary, and the realization of him not only being her son, but being her savior. And all the while she's wondering, is, is it true? Was Gabriel right? You know, it's interesting, she was the first one to see him take his first breath. And she was also there at the cross, one of the last ones to see him take his final breath. And as she's there at the foot of the cross and Jesus is bleeding, sweating, tears running down his face because of what he is doing for all of us, she's there. And as she looked at the cross, and into the eyes of Jesus, she knew in that moment that this just wasn't her son, but her savior. Tonight's reading is from the book of Luke, chapter two, verses eight through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God in saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Let's pray. God, help us to hear a word of hope and grace and love in what you say to us and through us. May it make a real difference in how we live our lives and treat others because we believe that matters to you. And if it matters to you, it should matter to us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. How many of you like to scrapbook? Any scrapbookers here or used to scrapbook? Yeah, scrapbooking uh, was really, really popular a while back, and probably still is for some, and uh, my wife loved to do scrapbooks of the boys in our family growing up, and each time we would move, you'd have to move the scrapbooks, and so I'd find the nearest forklift rental place, and they're heavy. Have you ever tried to lift up a, a suitcase of, of scrapbooks? Uh, but there's a lot of memories, a lot of pictures. Uh, now we see them on our phones, right? Maybe 
Uh, Facebook will sometimes have those memories and it'll pop up the picture from years ago and it'll bring back a memory. And, and we have all these photos we can scroll through and remember. So tonight I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at Mary's scrapbook because she went to the local Nazareth scrapbooking store each Tuesday night. She gathered there with her friends and they scrapbooked. Well, if you look at the beginning of her scrapbook, it uh, came as quite a surprise. She was minding her own business when an angel named Gabriel came to her with the news from God that she would be giving birth to the Son of God. And Mary's reaction was exactly what you would think it would be. Uh, That's not possible, literally. That's no. And Gabriel said, well, yes, it is, uh, because the Most High... God has come over you, you will give birth, uh, and you will name this child Jesus, the Son of God. And Mary, it says, at that point, said, well, let it be according to your word. Just let it, let it be, and here I am, your servant. Uh, Gabriel also added, nothing is impossible with God, so anything can happen. So that's where the scrapbook, I guess, begins with this amazing news that she couldn't believe. And then she had to figure out how to be the mother of the Son of God. Can you imagine what that would have been like? And think of the siblings of Jesus. You know, he had siblings. I wish the Bible had more about his siblings and some of those stories. I can just see him at the dinner table. They're all gathered for dinner. Mary says to one of Jesus' sisters, you need to finish your green beans. She's pushed the green beans off to the side, and she looks over at Jesus, and Jesus says, I love green beans. May I have a second? Jesus, did you clean your room? Yes. Jesus, how was your day at school? Oh, ho-hum, you know, A, 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 through another perfect game. And you're his sibling sitting across the table. Later, there's conversation. Uh, Mom, if I make an A in this class, I might get into Jerusalem U. We're, we're waiting on the, we're waiting, checking the mail, and I, I might get into Jerusalem U. And Jesus, how about you? Well, uh, I've already turned down offers from Harvard and MIT and the award ceremony. You ever been to these award ceremonies at school? Can you imagine you're one of Jesus' siblings? Most likely to succeed, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you're Mary, and you get to be the mother of Jesus. And if you look through the Gospels, you see the scrapbook. You can just see it unfolding, and you almost can wonder if Mary was thinking, was Gabriel right? Was he right? Is this really the Son of God? And, and she watches Jesus as he lives his life, and there, there's that day when there were thousands listening to him teach, and there was not enough food, and what happened? He took the five loaves and the two fish, and he fed thousands of people, and she had to say, that's my boy, look at him. And then there was that day, she, she wasn't in the boat, but she heard about it later where he walked on water. That's my boy. 
And then the wedding. Do you remember the story from John's gospel? They, they were invited to a wedding, Mary and Jesus and some of the disciples. And weddings in those days were a big deal. They'd celebrate all week, and you should never, ever run out of wine at a wedding, ever. Well, they ran out of wine at the wedding. And you remember what Mary did? She, she said, uh, it's okay, Jesus will take care of it. And Jesus said, what is this to me? I, this is not my problem, basically. And she says to one of the servants, just have him handle it. In other words, I don't care what you say, you're going to do it. And there were these big stone purification jars. They were full of, he had them full of water, about 180 gallons if you added it up, and it was turned to wine, and not just good wine, but the best wine. And that was Jesus' way of saying, you want wine, I'll give you wine. How about 180 gallons of the best? And she was proud. And she was proud when she heard about that story that day that the woman that had been caught in adultery, she'd been brought to Jesus and the religious leaders questioned Jesus about what should happen to her and the law said that she should be stoned and they all showed up with their stones and what did Jesus say? First one without sin, you can throw the first stone. And then thud, 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 thud as they walked away and the only two left were Jesus and the woman he said, woman, is there no one here to condemn you? She said, no, and he forgave her and there was grace. Mary certainly had that in the scrapbook. And if you turn the page, you also see some pictures in the scrapbook that are a little confusing because Jesus was hard to figure. Uh, one day he was teaching in a house in a room and They'd sent word to Mary and his siblings, his family, that he'd lost his mind. He's talking crazy. So Mary and the siblings came to get Jesus. They were standing outside. They went inside to notify Jesus, hey, uh, your mother and brothers are outside. And Jesus said, no, my mother and brothers and sisters are those who do the will of God and are here. And so she was frustrated. Any parents here ever get frustrated, ever? Mary knew what, what that was like, and I, I know for sure she had to have a page of the that picture of him when he was at the temple, remember, 12 years old? They left, went on a journey. A couple of days later, where's Jesus? Well, they go back, they find him, and she had to have a picture of Jesus. It's one of those, I'm so glad you're okay, and now you're in big trouble, you know, one of those? And all the while she's wondering, is, is it true? Was Gabriel right? You know, it's interesting. She was the first one to see him take his first breath. And she was also there at the cross, one of the last ones to see him take his final breath and everything in between. And as she's there at the foot of the cross and Jesus is bleeding, sweating, tears running down his face because of what he is doing for all of us. She's there. And I don't know if that was a picture in the scrapbook because some pictures are just too painful to put on a page. But I know that as she stood at the foot of the cross, Jesus looked at John who was there and he said to John, John, this is your mother. 
And then Jesus said to Mary, this is your son. And you have to know that that was kind of Jesus's way of saying, Mary, John's going to be for you what I could never fully be. And so I give the two of you to each other. And as she looked at the cross and into the eyes of Jesus, she knew in that moment that this just wasn't her son, but her Savior. And I'm not for certain, but I got to think somewhere in her mind, she thought to herself as she looked at Jesus Christ on the cross, somewhere she said, Gabriel was right. So what about you? You've come here tonight. You've heard some beautiful music. What about you? Is it, is it right for you? And what difference does it make, right? What difference does it make in your life if this is the Son of God? We had a four o'clock service earlier today. It was a family service and the kids did a Christmas play and tons of parents and grandparents here for the play. And it was about an innkeeper and the innkeeper and, you know, letting Jesus stay the night somehow. And it was a neat, neat play. And it reminded me of a story. Years ago, there was a church that had a Christmas play and uh, one of the kids in the play um, had Down syndrome and wanted to be a part of the play. So they gave him the part of innkeeper. And they had this uh, inn constructed, cardboard basically, and he's sitting behind it. And there's someone sitting next to him that will prod him when it's time for his one line. And his one line was simply, there's no room in the inn. That's all he had to say. Simple. There's no room in the inn. So they get to the, to the line, and silence. He's not saying a word. So the person pokes him, nothing, pokes him. Finally, after the third time, he says, I know, I know, I know what I'm supposed to say, but they can have my room. If... If you and I have that kind of spirit, then Gabriel was right. And tonight's not just another night. So in a minute, when we stand and light our candles and sing Silent Night, you too can flip through the pages of the scrapbook of your life and know that he has made all the difference. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at fumcrr.org.